Hello and welcome to Blockchain Gaming World episode 127. I'm your host John Jordan and joining me today is my cat buddy Mike Levine. How's it going Mike? Excellent. <laughs> Honoured to finally be here. In a chair <laughs> yes. so many others have sat in. <laughs> so a bit about the hats. Um, so so I'm a, a advisor with, with Mike at um, Mystic Mooth is, is the company and Planet Mojo is the is the sort of the uh, universe. Um, we'll, we'll dig into all that sort of stuff. But I was joking with him. He said, why, why haven't I come on the podcast yet? And I said, you haven't sent me a hat. So he sent me a hat. And <laughs> so he's on the podcast. It's really that simple. Uh, no, so, and I said um, he doesn't have to keep it on the whole time. So No, it's a bit weird that both of us have the hat. It seems like yeah. So I'll, I'll, um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do an intro. That's over a shilling. We don't have. Shilling. I can we just shill. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We are actually both wearing Nike tops, but my my top yeah. doesn't have a Nike swish on it. But uh, that's <laughs> another thing. Anyway, enough whiff, whittering for me. Um, so uh, first question as we always do. So Mike, we've known each other off and on for for um, well, I think over ten years now. Um, obviously you've been in the game space, making various games. So we met up when you were doing free play mobile stuff, but you've basically made every sort of game sort of possible. So always good to get an intro into. You made tons of games, dozens of games. How did how did the blockchain bit come about? How 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 did that? You know, what was that exciting for you? Sure. Um, well, I've told this story, I feel, many times. But, um, yeah, we'd, we'd been in I, – I tend to gravitate towards the bleeding edge of, of tech, and sometimes that's fruitful, sometimes it's not, and you got to always be balancing those things. But, yeah, we after doing mobile early, we shifted into doing a lot of AR and VR stuff, and – we worked with a lot of the biggest companies in that space and sort of saw that through as much as we could, at least currently with mobile, and then made the jump to VR a couple of years ago. We're making a VR game for Oculus, Sam and Max, still out there, another Ooh. show. And, uh, and uh, but while we were making that game, really, and, you know, I've been looking at blockchain, honestly, you know, since CryptoKitties, mm-hmm. that caught my attention. And I, at the time, looked at it a little bit and was like, I don't know. At some point I saw some stat about the total amount of players and I was just, and I was very ignorant about blockchain and I was just like, mm. this isn't ready yet. You know? Yeah. It was probably too early. Exactly. And, and, but when we were the second half of making Sam and Max and I was waiting for bills, I just started reading about NFTs and what was going on. We almost made them for Sam and Max, but luckily Steve Purcell had more sense than I did. And, I, I sort of sense that, you know, let's see how gamers react to these. This is kind of new, and we were sort of at least early in that thinking. Um, but it didn't sort of stop me, and I just sort of kept learning more. And then finally it's like, oh, wait, there are blockchain games, and just started learning about what those were. But it wasn't like, you know, I understood it overnight because you go to websites with these projects that are worth millions and millions of dollars. And I'd literally be searching around like, am I missing something? Where's the game here? Like, how does this work? How did they get all this value without a game? And so, you know, I've said that I've been thinking about this today, actually a couple of times. And I think this is true for any new technology you get into. And this just happened to be probably the biggest rabbit hole I've ever gone down is like Mm -hmm. the first phase is like, you're just taking it all in. You know, you're trying to learn everything. And then when you start making a project, you're just trying to decide, like, well, what's the roadmap? You know, like, what should we be doing? What's important? Oh, well, we need to do a white paper. Everyone says you got to do a white paper. You know, it's like, where's your diptych? You got to get your diptych. Um, so I'll, I'll leave that movie if people know what I'm talking about. But uh, that movie reference. But, yeah, there's a lot of that in this space. But then I think finally you move into phase two 
where, and I realized this when I started to have opinions, you know, I was like, wait, if I'm forming opinions, I must, Mm. you start to realize, well, especially with this space, all those rules that we thought were rules, a lot of them don't really matter that much. And you sort of go back to realizing we're, we're creating this in real time. So like, we're looking at what other projects doing. People are looking at what we're doing. We're trying to like take the best ideas, experiment with them. Hey, this worked, this didn't work. And Hmm. yeah, especially having a game, which we do, which we, you know, one of the reasons we chose this genre and we wanted to get out ahead of this early because we knew there'd be so many, so much competition even though I, I say competition in quotes in this space, because I really do. One of the things I do love about this space is there is so much collaboration, but mm. we just wanted to get our game out early, get it in players' hands. And like, as someone said earlier today, one thing that's cool about this space, but it's scary is you're, you're building in real time, you're building in public, you know? And mm. so, you know, we just had a pretty big tournament, our first public tournament, and the game's still in alpha. You know, we're sitting here going, oh, God. Um, And it went off great. You know, it was a couple Mm -hmm. bugs people found, but there weren't huge complaints. And this is sort of life in Web3, you know, living on the edge. So, yeah, that's kind of, I mean, to me, really, as I started to learn about it, though, what was behind it, to me, it became obvious that this could be the future of gaming and should be in many ways. And I think... You know, who knows how long it will take, but like, I think eventually the past generations are going to look back really and say, boy, like you guys just played games and didn't own your assets. And like, yeah. when you were done with them, the money was just wasted. Like, really? Yeah. Um, and you know, how, how much deeper it goes, because there's so much more to Web3 and all these things you can do. I don't know. But like to a mass mm-hmm. public standpoint, I think we can talk more about this, but yeah, I think it's a diff it's it's looked at you have to look at it through a different lens yeah mm, absolutely okay so um maybe you sort of touched on a few things there but maybe that sort of set the scene for exactly what i'm all doing. over the place yeah. yeah no it's fine no no so so uh correct me if i'm wrong which probably would be embarrassing but but there's sort of the overall uh title of the i don't know like the universe i guess we say is, is planet mojo Yes. Um, and then and then within that we, there's various sort of um sort of uh, i guess sort of playable experiences is that is that a good way of i'll, I'll explain it. You, you frame it you frame i'll it. explain it i feel like we're like it, it's like the band black sabbath but it's easier to understand that was the name of the band they had an album and a song called black sabbath but <laughs> no the company's mystic moose yeah the overarching ip world universe mm. is planet mojo and our yeah. first game is mojo melee and, and we promise every game won't have the title Mojo in it, so it'll be less oh, confusing. Well, there'd be more. Surely that would be more helpful if every game did have Mojo in it, because then you would. It'll have it in it. some sense, like we we have the <laughs> logo around it, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Star yeah, Warsy. Yeah, yeah, and the and and, and Mojo Melee was sort of the, um, you know, when you first were thinking about blockchain games, that was sort of the original game that you sort of wanted to make, and the game that you sort of thought was going to fit fit that this sort of. Well, game. honestly. Yeah, it's a. I mean, I took months. We took months deciding what genre we wanted to start yeah. with. Mm. At one point, it was going to be a racing game. At yeah. one point, you know, there's a few other genres we mm. looked at. And one thing was, I didn't see anyone making this type of game, or yeah. you know, at that stage, really. Um, 
and and it seemed like just a great fit for blockchain with all the mm. different assets and how you're introducing new characters all the time and changing the meta up and arenas there's all these just different parts mm. um also just looking at the landscape then of who was playing these games and mm. looking at the axie players it's right they weren't necessarily like hardcore gamers like no fast paced i keep saying twitch but i don't mean the platform you know yeah. like fast reflex hmm. real time shooters and so we want to make sure we made a game that everyone could play in the space and and that yeah. had universal appeal we also just like this genre we had hmm. made hollow grid monster battle years back before this yeah. genre even existed you hmm. know that was the ar game we made it with phil tippett and it was apple's game of the day as an ar game but we liked the genre. So when auto chess emerged, we were kind of like, yep. Hey, we know about that. And so mm -hmm. we've always kept an eye on and several of our team members play it. And they were just, they were the ones kind of pushing me like, Mike, really should check this out. And the other thing about the genre too, just forgetting about the web three side of it is we still think there's just a great opportunity with this genre on mobile. Right. Yeah. And we built it for web browser first and we can mm -hmm. talk why we did that. And we just think that was important for, the web three side of things and wallet connection. Mm -hmm. But when you're bringing it to the masses and mobile, we feel is at least our path we've chosen. And this genre specifically, it like had a huge spike when it came out a few years ago, but it really, those games came from the downloadable space. You know, the most popular is team fight tactics. And mm -hmm. if you try to play it on mobile, matches can take 30 minutes, you know? And mm -hmm. I, the first time I played it, I was like, wait a minute, what? This isn't, you know, mobile mm -hmm. freedom. There really aren't, like and so there, ha no one has kind of cracked that code for mobile free to play of this. Supercell actually has been testing a version, you know, for I think six months or more, and so we've looked at that too a lot. And it just so we feel like just this genre alone has some interesting potential. Yeah, and I guess it's sort of in general, it is that sort of sort of uh, it's not a great term, but it's sort of that mid that sort of mid core. So it has you know some elements, yes. sort of deep, some deep elements, but not not like a trading card game that's so deep you have to be super committed to it. It has that sort of that nice sort of balance of of addressable audience that that you can you know you can have some quite deep mechanics in there um, and so a lot of depth, but you can also you know. No, it is. It, it's know how to play straight away sort of thing. It's not a big it's, thing. Yeah, in our game, especially people have said it's very easy to pick up, which we wanted it to be. Mm. And we definitely flipped the script on this genre. And part of that was because of Web3, because we're like, well, wait a minute. we mm. These games usually have a shared deck, right? Which also some people say limits their uh, conversion rate and, and mm. people spending because people don't have that agency. But from the beginning, we're like, well, wait, if people are going to own their assets, how's that going to work? Like we, mm. And so we're like, well, maybe we could add in collection and team building to it, like a Hearthstone. And as we were building it, that's then Supercell came out with theirs, and that's exactly what they were doing. So we're like, mm. aha, okay, we must be onto something here. And yeah. that just, it does add, like, the people who've played it a lot, just watching them and listening, it just, it adds this whole dimension of strategy. And the yeah. thing is, every time we add a new asset, a new champion, a new spellstone, like, because you can combine teams, just like, oh, now you just made a new thousand team possibilities that we yeah. can try in different combinations. So, yeah, I found, I've, I've no, you know, some people say, oh, it has too much RNG. That's kind of the nature of this genre. But we've seen in our tournaments, like the same players right up at mm. the top. So yeah. <laughs> they know something. They're they're yeah. obviously skilled and and winning yeah. continually. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, so um, you sort of mentioned a little bit about some some competition. I, I guess I guess we have to maybe approach this one. So so I guess in in the space in the blockchain sort of space, Alluvium is sort of one that sort of sat there for for a while. Obviously, it's, it's sort of 
morphed into various games that you know originally it was it was a, a sort of one-off auto chess game. But um, I mean, it, how has it felt like to be you know I, I don't know whether you consider yourself like David compared to Goliath or something, or, but 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 you know they, they have a lot of mindshare from just from you know, yeah they do. Where they I mean are, they were so, out so, early. Yeah, yeah well, the, I mean the project I, was announced early. The games. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that that is true. Um, I mean, is it yeah, look, that I easy? Think- competition or is that, I don't really look at, at it as direct competition no. in some ways it is um, but their game is, is first of all I think it looks gorgeous I haven't mm. played it myself um, but obviously and I don't know what their future plans are with it but it's a very different mm. experience they're sort yeah. of combining this gigantic world roaming and collection and then you at least as far as what it is now you're not actually playing other players. It's it's PVE. You're going into mm-hmm. this sort of wherever world. And yeah, it looks cool. Like we wanted to focus for our game, one, on just accessibility, like I said, like yeah. getting people into it really quickly. There's no mm-hmm. giant downloads, but also just um, playing other players. You know, yeah. that that was the PVP. We wanted to have, and, and that's what we started out with right from the beginning is having, like we yeah. kind of tackled the hardest part first, which is multiplayer and, these games are actually, when we started, believe me, I thought, wow, well, we're not making a real time, you know, like a first person shooter. This will be easier. No. Um, just the synchronization issues, just sort of mm-hmm. keeping all the different players who are playing in different arenas at the same time. There's a lot we had to work out. I'm glad we tackled it early as opposed mm-hmm. to waiting to the end, like maybe Alluvium did, because it is kind of the hardest part. Now it's more just adding different gameplay types and meta and new champions. That's not as hard as multiplayer. Mm. And I'm not saying we're done with multiplayer. No. We have to make sure we can scale to tens of thousands, millions, hopefully, et cetera. Mm. But so far, so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you sort of mentioned there you're sort of in an alpha stage. You want to dig a bit more in detail as sort of where where you are with the project and um, what sort of assets are available and what sort of assets are sort of coming as well. You, yeah. Well, first of all, you don't need nfts to play our game and we've taken a very free-to-play approach and as we're we're actually sort of adding in finally more of the blockchain elements to it for people who own the nfts Mm. to have them in game so up to now in alpha um we've really focused on the core battle stuff we've been adding some of the other progression features um but really letting just giving people all the assets and letting them Mm -hmm. play and sort of experiment with the different combinations as we move into open beta which is hopefully about three weeks away. We'll be taking everything away from everyone. That's, you know, <laughs> people are going to love that. Um, except, of course, if you own the NFTs. Um, mm-hmm. But then really, we're going to be looking to test the progression systems. We have ranking and a, sort of a season tournament type modes in there. Mm-hmm. We hope to add a PVE sort of standalone because some people get intimidated and just want to mm-hmm. practice against bots. But um, yeah, it's really that's what we sort of looking at as the next stage is just tar- targeting and, and looking at those KPIs that are so important in mobile and any game, just in yeah. terms of, you know, user retention, LTV, conversion yeah. rates, all the fun stuff that you yeah, people that makes it get very excited about. Um, but, it you know, it, it's critical just looking at our funnel. Like so on another call today, we got a big compliment because we had because we have a tutorial in our game. Yeah. I was like, okay, thank you. Um, that's a first, but I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just sort of like, you know, you, 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 we wanted to make sure there was onboarding, even if you didn't or do know this genre, just to give people an outlet. You know, like yeah. I think Skyweaver, we've seen other games, yeah. like just have great 
tutorials you can do at your own pace and get rewarded for. So I, I think that's a great model too, that mm. we can add more in the future. You mentioned a few times sort of about sort of mobile and, and, and talk about sort of free to play mobile and all that sort of stuff. But then you also mentioned you're sort of going, you've built it for sort of browser now. So clearly that's an issue there with app stores. Do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, where you are now and where you see that, that going or maybe? How yeah. I mean, we came, we came up with this strategy several months ago and, mm. You know, in this space, you got to keep your surfboard out because things are always changing. And, you know, when I would say we had that FTX moment and that mm. sort of just helped us refine our strategy a little bit. But, you know, I was listening to, what was it, the the Novik podcast this past weekend. And um, the guy from Blast Royale was one of the hosts oh, yeah. and Chatterpoint yeah. was the other. Yeah. It was great yeah. if you haven't listened to it. Yeah. And they were just and it was also Chris from Magic Eden. Um, but yeah, their strategy, Blast Royale, he was sort of outlining what they've done and they're in the app store already. And I was like, yeah. okay, that's exactly what we're doing. So mm. it was good to hear that others have, you know, sort of organically found this path. And yeah, for us, just sort of taking a conservative approach on the mobile side. So the web, the, the website has, you know, wallet connection and, yeah. and, all the NFT connections for people. And that's where our marketplace will live once that goes mm. live, or that's where people will do be able to purchase NFTs. And eventually yeah. we'll have that flow right inside the game. So you know, actually MetaMask just out, just announced, I think yesterday, their Unity uh, mm. uh, direct plugin connection, which is pretty cool. But on the mobile side, you know, especially post FTX, at least in North America and Europe, we're just taking this approach. We're really, we're going to start as a, as a pure mobile free to play game. Um, there's no advantage in terms of pay to win in terms of owning the NFTs. In fact, we're going to sell the same characters as in-app purchases to people if they want to mm. quote own them that way. But okay. the idea is, is to treat it as a normal game there with a, a, you know, a subtle link to people. And maybe we get a little more aggressive over time. It's just saying, Hey, are you, are you interested in owning your assets? Click mm. here to learn more let them come to our website and sort of have a education for them to, for people who don't know anything about this to just understand the values of what that is. And, you know, this is a whole subject. And I think we're going to have to like just a B test that part of it in terms yeah. of like, how much, how much do you fill up that first spoonful? You know, cause like, again, I go yeah. back to when I was learning about all this and I'm literally like, you know, I'm on like the crack in uh glossary like every single blockchain like the like, uh, where do i start and yeah, yeah. all these terms and i think we we need to you know yeah. spoon feed people slowly mm -hmm. so, so that, that's going to be our approach so it seems like there you were you're suggesting you know i mean apple have put out these terms and conditions about nfts um and it's i've, I've not seen anyone yet sell nfts in app um there may be people doing it but um you think that sort of, I mean, obviously that's the only approach you, you sort of can do, but you think that some people seem to be not doing that and just saying, oh, that's not so sure about that. But you, you think, you think sort of how Apple have, have sort of set that. Set yeah. I mean, rules out is, is sort of like, well, why not, why not use those? Why not let people buy NFTs? Within well, NFTs? because one, once the rules came out, the, there's still a lot of lack of clarity about what yeah. they mean. I've, I've yeah. read and listened to probably hours of people trying to yeah. understand them and just having dealt with Apple and Google mm. for, for over a decade, you sort of, 
I, I want to see how it plays out. Right. Yeah. I want to see like, cause what they put in writing and then what they allow and reviewer to reviewer, it can be very different. And so again, like we want to start almost really with nothing yeah. and just focus on the game and get that in people's hands and then working with them and mm-hmm. having relationships, understanding what we can put in. But part of this is also the sentiment right now. Right. And we're, we're okay. also mm-hmm. like, you know, we don't want to poison the well before people, you know, mm. get to enjoy the game. And, you know, you can be review bombed, right? For people yeah. who just don't like blockchain games, if you're, you know, really going for a mass audience. And so we want to, you know, I've been looking at games like Nino Kuno Cross Worlds and other games that kind of have yeah. blockchain in them. Could you find the blockchain in there? I couldn't even find it. Well, see, that's, there. but it's there for people who know about it. It's not, not in look, the I game. That's the thing. But if yeah. you want to, Take advantage of it. Web3 people, and granted, no one in Web3 pays attention to it because it's on whatever, you know, Clayton or whatever yeah. they're calling it. But it's there for people who, you know, want to take that extra step, connect their wallets, kind of be able to, you know, take their tokens out. And they're not pushing it in people's no. face, you know. But, hey, at the same time, we're talking to many partners in Asia and other parts of the world where all reports are, the sentiments are quite different, right? And Hong Kong, Korea, Korea, South Korea is very bullish on this. And so we we may have two different mobile versions. Yeah, that's very possible. Mm. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's, it's a good point. There is. It's it's kind of funny because you say not that long ago, it was very much like the, you know, Japan was very against crypto and even I mean, even now South Korea, the games companies are into it, but they can't do anything in South Korea. And obviously China was very against it and Hong Kong was part of China. And it's kind of interesting how quickly sentiment in both those regions and North America, Western Europe has sort of flipped. Anyway, yeah, cool. Um, and in terms of sort of assets, you've got some stuff coming up with Magic Eden. So you're part, you're running on Polygon, probably should say that. And you're part of this Magic Eden sort of Polygon two-week sort of extravagant gaming extravaganza so do you want to talk a little bit about and, yeah and they just announced that? their 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 march yeah. mint madness or whatever yeah, it's called, called. Yeah. And, mint and madness. They, i think we're the first mint madness yes thank you be correct but yeah i think i apparently we're the first one to to do that i guess or, this, yeah. or one of the first because ours is this friday but cool. yeah i mean polygon's been a great partner this was also a you know huge debate at the beginning of this. This is like another one of these things when a web two company comes into this and you're surrounded by Polygon and Immutable and Ava and like, where do I go? And what am I? And it was a tough decision, but honestly, Polygon was just really supportive to us from the very beginning. Mm. Also helpful with fundraising for me and, mm. and the company at the beginning. And as it's evolved and they've gotten bigger, they've just been incredible partner bringing us amazing opportunities uh magic eden was and is an amazing Mm -hmm. one but they've continued to bring us some other things that are going to be amazing to talk about in the future as well um yeah so they seem to have that mass market approach but they the other thing i love about polygon um is that they're not afraid of cross chain Mm -hmm. they embrace it (laughs) and that's very different i think than some of these others that really want to be more siloed but and this is something that when, whenever we talk to another chain, I sort of have to, you know, tap delicately around this, but they usually do have a position about it or they're going to be forced to. And mm. the thing about us is, and 
maybe this just comes from our game background and, you know, wanting, you want to be on as many platforms as you can. And so we built our tech stack and our, our backend and our infrastructure to really support multiple chains. People ask us, what chain are you on? We're not really on any chain. We built a web two, web three hybrid that can support multiple chains. We currently are supporting Polygon NFTs, but we hope to support other chains in the future. Yep. yep. You want me? Are you leading me on to the <laughs> Mike? What chains? Was <laughs> it one for another time? I know. I, mean, I, mean, I guess it is interesting because Polygon clearly has always been sort of part of that. If sort of the Ethereum ecosystem, obviously being very EVM compatible and sort of being the first sort of scaling solution for Ethereum sort of back in the day. Um, I think at a point they did, they did, there was some marketing years ago that Polygon sort of were thinking about, could they supply Ethereum? And then I think they thought after a while, no, probably that's not the best move for us. Um, so, so they sort of. Yeah. I mean, they have so much going on and their, their yeah. ZK rollups ZK's and future stuff. I, it, it, we're pretty happy with the choice yeah. we made, but yeah, the magic Eden working with them has been, amazing mm. you know i feel like when we started with them they were kind of like take our let, let us take your hand and and we will guide you through this and yeah. they've just done so many mints they have so much experience and mm. we were like okay we will listen and uh you know they had just come off Boomland, right yeah. and yeah, they're yeah. just like look this worked yeah, yeah. listen yeah. to us and yeah. so you know you'll you'll see a lot of similarities yeah. in us following that playbook uh mm. that that worked for them yeah, and it's actually interesting. I would say, you know, Magic Eden obviously massively successful as, as a sort of the the sort of place for Solana. But obviously, when Solana sort of soured, there'd never really been a sort of good marketplace for Polygon stuff because it just wasn't big enough for OpenSea. I mean, they, technically they did it, but no, no one on OpenSea traded Polygon sort of assets. So you sort of had this gap in the market that even technically you could do do it. And I guess could rare, can you do it on Rarible? I can't really do it on Rarible. I know whatever. But it's all worked. It worked really well for Magic Eden that Solana sort of has dropped off. And they're like, what do we do? And at the same time, Polygon's like, we need some, we need somewhere to call our own. And so that's an interesting synergy that's happened really in the last sort of six months. Well, um, and they brought them over with D gods yeah. and things like that. Like the yeah, Solana yeah. people are still there, and they're like, hey. like I was on a, a spaces with like Solana meet Polygon, yeah. and it was like this culture clash. And <laughs> I, I think Polygon honestly is still figuring out what its culture is. Like it yeah. has a lot of games, but didn't have like that Solana. NFT, no, no. which I don't know is no. I don't think it's, it's not, a bad thing. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. So, um, so I'm I'm trying to get with the, the actual details out. So, what what are you actually what what are you actually minting? So, let's go through sort of sort of assets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Add, okay, add so, to the game. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, initially, people are going to get these just champion chests. We're calling them yeah. these nice, gorgeous chests, and then in a couple of weeks, they'll come to our site to do the reveal, and then we'll get one of these okay. four new champions um and th these champions actually have been in the game for the last few weeks so people have been okay. able to play with them see which ones they like these are the ones that we will be taking away from them so if right. they get these in the mint they will be able yeah. to basically unlock them immediately be able mm -hmm. to use them in the game and have access to um as we're implementing all our progression stuff one of the things that we've built inside the game we call a collection tier system and okay, yep. to explain it very simply is the more nfts you own the more access to rewards you have in the game right so we sort of look at tally up how many of them you own even the rarity of them some yep. things are worth more like mojos and it's like okay here's what tier you're at you get this many points this this month and that helps you unlock rewards basically mm -hmm. 
And the Mojos are the little sort of uh, plant-based characters that were the original mint that was... Uh, yes, those are, awesome. yeah, we have different... Yeah, we have our Mojos, then we have Champions. The Spellstones are currently only in-game items. They're not NFTs. We also have Arenas in the game, which yeah. may become NFTs someday. But okay. we also... We, we've shown our land a little bit, mm -hmm. and our land gameplay is actually about 80% done. So we okay. hope to release mm -hmm. that, you know, again... We, we decided to not make three games simultaneously yeah. and, and wanted to make sure this one was really good. Um, mm. but that is something we want to release in, you know, let's say the next six months or so. And that's, yeah. it's not a full game. It's more of like the, the home, your hub mm. in between our other games, but it will have daily kind of casual gameplay and eventual mm. social features, that yeah. kind of stuff. Mm. But yeah. One other thing. Oh, sorry. No, go for it. Yeah, yeah. I was going to tell you one other little <laughs> alpha thing that I keep teasing today about. So when we do reveal these champions um, in a couple weeks, and we'll talk about it beforehand, uh, without, you know, I'm trying to just blatantly tease here because I don't want to reveal it, but these will be a new type of NFTs. Yeah. And we feel uh, this will be sort of part one of part two of what we're doing is we're kind of moving to these new types of NFTs. And we feel it's could be a game changer, at least for gaming NFTs mm -hmm. and kind of the logical evolution of where they should go okay. and opens up all kinds of new things like UGC possibilities and more. So really excited to share yeah. this soon. It's good. It's good teaser. So for the, the champions, um, that's that's been run by whitelist is that is that free is that paid how people get it's the free mint okay. uh there were two tiers of whitelist um okay. and we worked with magic eden system which basically has people come into our discord and get assigned a role and then when they mint on magic eden they sort of attach the discord and their wallet and hmm. <clears throat> if you're in the first mint um you're guaranteed a spot yeah lasts a half an hour and then the second part, which is a half, it's 4 p.m. UTC on Friday and 4.30 is the second phase. And that's first come, first serve. Um, and, you know, we're hopeful they'll go fast. Yeah. yeah. How many are there? 2,500 total. Okay. And then if you divide that by the four champions, you can do yeah. the math of how many actual each type yeah. there are. Okay. And part of the reason we did this too is, you know, these actually will be part of our existing collection of champions and mm -hmm. this is the first time anyone's been able to sort of just mint a champion on their own because yeah. before this only the mojo holders were airdropped them yeah for free after the yeah. mint so yeah, yeah. yeah this will be the the first and they'll be quite unique <laughs> and then you, you said you're going to open beta so that when these things will be actually playing so it's pretty soon after sounds like yeah, we're trying to get there about two to three weeks, hopefully okay. before I head yeah. off to GDC, which is now three weeks away. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, our plan is to be an open beta on the web version, mm. be testing that, and then follow that up, you know, let's say yeah. six to eight weeks later with the mobile version, which mm. will then also be mm. doing the same thing with, basically. And yeah. Yeah. those are almost equally, if not more, important analytics. But it'll be interesting yeah. to compare the the desktop web version versus mobile yeah. analytics. Mm. Just, I mean, aside from what you guys are doing, it does, see, it does strike me how much activity there is in the sector at the moment. There's just sort of quite a lot of projects that are in a, in a sort of similar sort of, sort of um, 
sort of development span where they're in some sort of they've been sort of doing some testing for a while probably a bit close and then they're sort of going to move into a more sort of um open at least for nft holders or something like that it's just i mean partly i guess because you know people have been working on these games for like you know two years 18 months so so we've just had we're naturally in that sort of um no i mean there's obviously yeah there's obviously a ton coming and i think yeah. the next six months are going to be pretty mind-blowing in terms of yeah. what we see coming out but at the same time i'm also like slightly skeptical because i've like i've lived yeah. through apple glasses and, you yeah. know and it's, it's like okay like just tell me when they really come out like the yeah. full versions like are they not in alpha still or if the yeah. vertical place like it'll be it because it's one thing to say the game's shipping in three months and mm. to actually ship it in three months and yeah hey this could be true of us too things take longer so um, and I think, as you sort of said before, you know, I think the strength, strength and weakness of blockchain games is you're sort of building a lot of this stuff sort of in the open and you're building a lot of this stuff sort yes. of iteratively. So, you know, you, you may have some, in your case, you know, you're going to have some, basically your PvP mode with some sort of probably some tournament structure around that. But that's not, you don't consider that the complete game, even of exactly. Mojo Melee. There's a whole bunch of other stuff coming. So it is very difficult to sort of judge when these things, you know, <laughs> are actually... It's very... Even in gaming, forgetting blockchain, there's just so many yeah. different philosophies, if you think about it, about when to release a game. There's a lot of companies in mobile who say, you know, work on it for three to four months, put it out. doesn't, you know, just get analytics, yeah. get that feedback, you know, be testing it versus the other extreme, which is like, you know, behind closed doors for three years and no yeah. one sees it. And there's all kinds of variants in between that. But yeah... Mm -hmm that was different for us for this space. And we had to just embrace it early on, yeah. you know, especially like the engineers, the art people like, Oh my God, we're releasing this. But it's like, relax, you know, I mean, have, like, you, have you found that? Cause that, that, you know, you worked on some big games. I mean, Sam and Max was the last one you worked on a really well-known sort of IP, but, but the sort of just the way you, ha you have to have community, you've had to adapt with community, you know, we've sort of spoken about that. You, you're surprised at, you know, um, it's all having to deal with that. I mean, you sort of you obviously have done you've done well you know you've made those those learnings but was that sort of one maybe one of the things you when you said thought about making blockchain games you thought about the the ownership and how the bits would fit together and and, and maybe community you know that's something you just sort of dive into we learn like, oh, wow. tons <laughs> yeah. and we're still learning you know like yeah. i remember four or five months in after we were tweeting stuff like being told by web3 people like stop you're showing way too much stuff off what are yeah. you doing like you know, you've got to be buildups and silhouettes like, but, but we have all this amazing art. I want to yeah. show people this stuff. No, stop. It, it's, it's your... And so, you know, we've changed our approach and, and strategy, but like there is that always that balance of like, you do want to constantly show off and sort of be open as you're developing. Mm -hmm. And it has been, you know, especially for the development team, it's like, this isn't ready. And then it's like, you know, that's okay. We're going to, this is why what's different about this space and where community is going to be more like they're helping us create this game. And, you know, the people who can see that and not like play it today and be like, what the hell is, you know, something's broken. It's like, look, we're not even in beta yet. Like, yeah. and luckily now the game is pretty stable. Like I said, like, mm. this tournament was great, but like just even, you know, we launched in August first yeah. doing private testing and we're all like sitting here, you know, crossing mm. our fingers. So, I think you just got to lean into that in this space. Um, even people who came from bigger companies, like it's just people just, that's what creates community in this space. Yeah, Cause they exactly. just feel like they're part of the team. And that's one of the things, again, what attracted me to this space was like, this is the evolution of community and gaming. Mm -hmm. It's obvious. Cause we've seen that over the last decade in gaming, 
discord everything but now it's like that this is the next step because they're owning part of the project mm, yeah. um i just uh, wanted to I don't know how much you can dig into it but you mentioned sort of onboarding before and obviously that's something people look think about a lot in the space and yes um, it's sort of been a perennial sort of issue um and i think we've actually moved quite a long way on it but it but maybe there's still no there's sort of best practice but there's still i guess no sort of really no no there aren't okay okay you take no, this there so, so so what are your views around onboarding how are you gonna well, you, know, I, you said you said you know, tens of thousands, millions of players how, yeah how, how, no how I, I i've changed them you have to be flexible in this space yeah. i think we're gonna experiment and try things mm. you know Right now in our browser version, when you make an account, you have to connect a wallet. Okay. Um, we may remove that. I just, I think another, I think Champions Ascensions just did that, right? They removed yeah. the wallet connection. Did, so, yeah. and, and, you know, my feeling though is on the, on the website, 99% of our players are kind of web three people. Mm. They all have wallets, Yeah. but does, it's sort of a pain, right? Every game you go to connect your wallet again, it's kind of like, you shouldn't make, I just said this earlier too, it's like you shouldn't make people give a credit card before they played the game, you know, like play the game first, give it a try. Oh, now you, you know, so I think you have to have, a, but on the mobile side, like I think when we're going for that mass adoption, um, you know, I think we need to experiment with things there. At first I was very much like, we don't want to make people wallets for them, mm. you know, but behind the scenes or have mm. them not know, but you sort of see the success of things like that happen. Well, we could debate about it, but the success of Reddit and what yeah. happened there. And I, yeah. I do think it is going to be important to sort of try that out and sort of give people wallets and the ability to, it, it's sort of there if they want to take advantage of it. If not, yeah. it's, it's a lot of this too, you know, I, I've seen you write and talk a lot about DAP radar too, and mm. just the rankings there and active wallets and, you know, there's a lot of, I, I think it's very unclear how their rankings work. Let's put it yeah. that way. And oh, I yeah. think you can really look at it and get a very false impression of like, because, yeah. you know, from what I've gathered, it's it's not like if you look at the names on the surface, unique active wallets, like coming from gaming, it's like, oh, okay, these are people to log in. Yeah. No, yeah. it's really transactional based, hmm. right? And so you have can have games that just have huge amounts of users that just not, aren't necessarily having the transactions to show up there. So yeah. th anyways, there's so many factors that come into this, but I think for the onboarding part, it just has to be seamless to people. You know, it, mm -hmm. we have to have social logins. And for yeah. us, we still feel, you know, custodial versus non-custodial. Like we don't want to take control of people's assets, right? Like no. we, we want to adhere to the, sort of ethos of blockchain on that side. I think hmm. as soon as you sort of go the other direction, what's the point of all this? We're basically, you know, but, going but back. I mean, it's, that's interesting because but, but, I mean, that has really been the debate for the last sort of, you know, five, as long as I've been in space, also five years. That, that it, and it, and even though sort of some of the tech that we that's now available, some of the sort of, you know, the, the, the walleting solutions and stuff is a lot better than it was, you know, 2018. But it's still, it's quite interesting that some people, you know, I'm very much with you sort of thing, but I can, I can imagine how, do, how the situation changes if someone does, does sort of some suddenly onboard like a million people in like two weeks with a, with their own walleting system. And, and then, you know, I wonder how, if it's just in this sort of slight situation that no one knows sort of what works best and then, you know, when something you, does you, seem you, to work, everyone will sort of go, well, that's, yeah, course, you, that's how you should do it. You give them a custodial with a way to yeah. move it out, you know, to a yeah. non-custodial. I, I mean, maybe, but 
I still think there's a way, and as we're talking to partners who are building mm. these systems to sort mm. of create wallets for people and just really keep it invisible and non-obtrusive mm. to people. Um, I don't think people are going to be, you know, I just was really paranoid at the beginning. I think about, I was sort of at the peak of FTX, like, yeah. you know, people coming into your game and if like, wait, you made me a crypto wallet. I didn't ask for that. Like what? Do you, yeah. But I think if it's subtle enough, like Reddit did it, like you didn't yeah. really hear much backlash. The, yeah. the other part of Reddit that no one wants to talk about, or I don't hear as many people talking about is yes, they onboarded whatever a million yeah. people into having these NFTs, but like only 5% yes. I've read, yeah, took them out or into open markets. So it's a very small percentage, but that's not bad. 5% yeah, yeah, conversion yeah, rate, say, right? That, that's not bad. That might be, that, 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 yeah, that, as you say, that's sort of the, the look at the, the end result rather than what the, how the sausage right. is made sort of thing. But yeah, right. we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess the interesting thing about games is potentially you, as yeah, because games are a progression system. All games have a progression system. There's sort of ways and means in which you can sort of build that into that in a in a you know in a in a, in a quite sort of subtle, nuanced way as people get to a certain level. I mean, the, I don't think it's necessarily the best example, but Splinterlands is sort of like the, the best example I've seen so far, where basically you play the game without any blockchain, and then you pay ten dollars to get the blockchain bit, which is which is a bit of a hard <laughs> hard sort of upsell. Right, but you want to get into that club, kind of. But you sort of then you sort of work. You know, people work out where they want to. Spend ten dollars to do that, so you know. I think sort of variations on that may be interesting. Okay, cool. Um, that's, uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. And we—that's a game, by the way, that we've looked yeah. at from the beginning. You yeah. know, I think they're one of the pillars. Really, you don't read about them enough in the press, honestly, or in the Web three because they yeah. sort of been around. But don't it's know like why. I try my best. <laughs> yeah, they've they've they're like out there really doing it. You know. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Okay, so we're probably time to wrap up. Anything else I need to? Anything else we need to talk about? Uh, oh, no. your tournament we'll a little bit. Let, let's, let's let's spend the last time because you have yeah. worked really hard on your tournaments and you had you've had some sort of sort of, um, sort of influence types as well. So that sort of plays a bit into your community. So, what was your thinking around the tournaments and how you know how do you think they've gone? They've sort of been play testing, but also they've been marketing and and sort of you know and how does that sure. also play into where you think you know as a competitive game, you know how your tournament's going to yep. continue to play that role going forward. Yeah, no, well, again, like I said, this is sort of one of the reasons we chose this genre because we just mm. thought PvP esports fit so well in the Web3, people competing, earning money. And yeah, so we knew we we wanted to do them. We had done a small charity tournament, you know, with yeah. eight influencers, creators before this, but this was the first big public tournament. And mm. It, honestly, we probably should have started with one that was like a few hundred dollars, but you know, go yeah. big or go home, I guess. And you know, we, we worked with community gaming, Magic Eating came on board yeah. towards the end as a co sponsor, and we're supporting it all along. But yeah, huge props to community gaming who have run hundreds, if not thousands, of tournaments, and they really yeah. helped us structure it, what to look out for, and you know. Hey, if we really had these features, it would be great. Like we built in a live, um, I think it was XML or JSON feed of our leaderboard just so they could stream it on their Twitch in real time just for the tournament. And there's several other things like for the, oh, if we could have spectator mode and things like this, but we learned so much from it. It was a ton of work. I won't lie. Like we probably, you know, it spanned two weekends and just, we worked with so many partners and giving out spots for it. But, um, I think it's important part of this space. Like mm. it's a way, you know, you think about web two, right. We're spending money 
acquiring users and having a tournament is a different way of doing that in a way mm -hmm. and it, it's bringing in oh oh play mojo i've never played mojo melee but i can win some money and yeah. if it's a nice spread like we tried to really make like i think the top 32 players all won something um you know not a bad waste of a, a few hours for someone and then suddenly you get a percentage of those people like hey this is fun i want to mm -hmm. play this game more or i want to own the assets etc so yeah, yeah I, I think it's a, and it's just great for community building and like we just there's so many groups in this space like i saw this from the beginning like all these guilds and polygon i don't know if they've announced this yet but they will be soon um just like bringing together guilds to have mm. competitions and and yeah. all these different groups it, it's just ripe for that so mm. you know let's have some fun that, that's what we're gonna do yeah yeah i mean the i'm, gonna, I'm not gonna go bang on about this because we're at the end but um, the whole esports and, and blockchain stuff is is I've always thought is a massive potential. It's obviously really much harder to, to do because someone would have done it by now. But you can just see at some point how all these blocks are going to sort of fit together in a way where suddenly the economic model finally works for esports and the game developers and the with guilds or esports yes. teams or whatever. This is a whole other set. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually part there. of this convergence uh, conference yeah. next week. Um, okay. And the CEO of Polygon is going to be there. And I'm talking about esports, which I'm not an expert on, but I've certainly learned a lot. And yeah, yeah, it is. I think it's great for the space, but then also you have these giant esports teams, right? And I yeah. think they're hovering, kind of looking at this space. Yeah, There's they're been really, some deals. really unsure, I think. But yeah, okay. and so it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. Yeah, cool. We'll save that for another time. Thank you, Mike. That was brilliant. We've uh, we've covered a lot, a lot, a lot of ground. Um, I hope people have enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. So it's my podcast. Thanks for having me. Great to finally <laughs> do it. Yes, get to be my messy office with no fake background <laughs> yeah uh cool so uh, th thanks guys for uh tuning in for another episode we'll have to come back uh to mike in um i'll put my hat on again and we'll come back in a few months time to, to see see where we are with the open open beta i think it's good to dig down when stuff's going live um so uh hope you'll be up for that mike but thanks very much for your time absolutely thank you thanks for having me have a good day evening cool. and uh thanks to you for watching listening however you're consuming uh the podcast um, every episode, we're talking to people who are building out this uh, this new sort of sector of blockchain gaming. Everyone's sort of got a slightly different take. Everyone's, I think, being pretty innovative in their own in their own ways. We don't really know who's going to sort of uh, win yet. So everyone's, as Mike said, everyone's everyone's being sort of. We're all going to win. We're all going to win. We're all going to make it. But everyone's everyone's sort of learning for everyone else at the moment, and, and we're in this sort of nice sort of mutual competitive collaborative sort of thing. So um, I hope you're finding it interesting. Uh, please subscribe. Come back next time. See ya. Bye. Oh, forgot me. I always forget this now. What do we do?